0: Briefly, I want to touch on altars. The altar is a place or a structure where some kind of rite is performed or a sacrifice is given. So we see physical altars frequently in the Old Testament. Um, Noah built the first altar recorded in the Bible, and that's in Genesis 820. After he and his family came out of the ark, you know, he sacrificed some of the birds that had been with them you know as a thank offering to god for carrying through such a perilous time never before seen in humankind in history and they ate were still alive and well and gonna now repopulate the earth so you know he built an altar and he sacrificed um later down in history we also see three of the forefathers and the patriarchs of the faith the famous trio abraham isaac jacob also built altars in their respective times and respective places um always as some kind of a sacrifice to the Lord, Moses built altars as well. And it's in that wilderness time that even, you know, the mobile tabernacle was established uh, with its own altars that also had to be, you know, part of the worship experience. And there's a whole list of the types of offerings and sacrifices that God instituted for the children of Israel during that time, grain offerings, drink offerings, and of course, animal offerings, sacrifices. So altars are places of sacrifice and death. Either something has to die and or something has to be given up that costs something. And you know how when a person, you know, gives something or gives up something, but it's easily replaced or they don't feel the pinch of it or they don't have a care or give it a second thought. Perhaps it wasn't really a sacrifice. And even David kind of, you know, showed that when he wanted to buy um, a specific threshing floor and, you know, the person who he approached about it said, you know, King David, I'm just, I'm just going to give it to you. And he's like, no, I need for it to cost me something. It's got to be a sacrifice involved. So a true sacrifice, it costs something, and it's often to your own detriment. So the definition of sacrifice, or one of them, is to surrender or give up or permit injury or disadvantage to for the sake of something else. Now, let's think about the typical Christian experience where a person gets saved and they give their heart to the Lord in the church. And I know this may not be everyone's, you know, story about how or where they got saved. You could have been at some youth camp or just sitting in somebody's home and, you know, maybe there wasn't a physical altar, but just come with me. So how does it happen? Very often, the altar call is made at at the end of the service, maybe at the top of the service, wherever it falls. And the person responds and they walk down to said altar. So what is happening in that moment? The old them goes to die. Remember the altar is a place of sacrifice and death and the new creature is born in Christ. Old things are passed away. I'm born again, all that they are surrendering their old life and way of thinking and living and now doing it God's way. Yay. Yes. And amen. And now, wives think about another altar experience that most if not all of us went through at some point our wedding day and again I know maybe not all of us had a ceremony in a church maybe it was in a courthouse or was in a park or on some beach somewhere where they may not have been an actual physical altar but again just just track with me and before I go any further, I want to give you three seconds just to think where I might be going with this example of the altar in this situation. Just, just think about what I've said so far. Um, you see where I'm going? I'm going to say it in advance. Ouch. When you walked down that aisle and met your spouse at the altar, you went to die. let that sink in just for two seconds you as you were up to that point before becoming somebody's wife went to die you went to an altar and you went to die so you know there's there's that saying there's even a book that says men are from mars and women are from venus not anymore in the sense that when his mars and your venus came together And the two shall become one flesh and all that, that happens together. Worlds are colliding. (laughs) Sorry, that's a line from Seinfeld and I love that show. Um, But the worlds have collided into one and they fuse together and it's no longer Mars and Venus. It's now Vars or Venus. Take your pick. And if you want to make it more real and personable to you, try to mash up your name with your spouse's name. And that, that's who you are now. The two became one. So now the question is, did you actually die? Did you die? Did your ego die? Did you surrender your pride? Did you sacrifice the right to do that clap back? Did you give up the desire to always have the sarcastic comment instead of swallowing it? There's a reason I said ouch for all of us. <laughs> So as I think I've mentioned it before, my 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 True Worshippers uh, class, the teacher that teaches it, she frequently peppers the things that she's talking to us about with, "Are you dead yet? Are you dead yet? Are you dead yet?" So this morning, as I said, I'm gonna be real quick, so I'm just wrapping this up. Um, it's really more of a food for thought and just some introspection, always because it's something that I'm myself dealing. Um, as we reflect back and think on the various altars that we've encountered in our lives at the various points in our life, um, consider what thing or things you sacrificed or outright killed, you know, like, you know, you slayed on the altar and ask the Lord's help to keep it on that altar if it was supposed to be the sacrifice that was required, Um, especially if it keeps trying to, Resurrect itself, or to climb off the altar when it's supposed to stay there. Amen. And that, as I said very briefly, is what I wanted to put before you all
1: this morning. Open floor. Good morning again, Stacy. Thank you. It's interesting because, to be honest, I've never thought of it in that way. Like going back to when I was at the altar, and at that point. I'm going to die. I'm going to die to myself. I'm making the sacrifice to say, okay, not just how I want it, when I want it, what I want to do, when I want to do it, my goals, my dreams, and that's all that matters. I'm now walking down this altar to make the sacrifice to say, it's now us. And sacrifice extends even beyond you know, if it's, if we're doing great or we're not like, if you're an awesome husband, if you're not me saying yes. And I do is sacrificing all of that. Yes. And even more so not just to my spouse and to our spouse, but to God, because we do it in the presence of God. We invite him in and so it's a covenant we're really making to God that I am going to spend, you know, spend my life with this person um, and do everything that I can sacrifice. Yeah,
0: that- sacrifice. And to that, I'll add, again, getting back to the actual wedding experience, you know, everybody, a lot of times within and without the church, you know, a lot of people have this built up to the wedding day or, you know, that I do and we made it and even, you know, that kind of disney mentality where and they lived happily ever after how many we we all know that is not the truth they did not live happily ever after maybe that's where the story ends but the real life or the real living begins and it's and i've I've heard it said it's even true when couples have even lived together before (laughs) yes even when they've lived together before, but they finally made it official and they put the ring on it, they said the I do and they made the covenant you know, complete now. It's still something different. Sometimes they've been together, living together 20 years. They finally said, all right, you know right, well, let's make it official, let's get married and divorce three years later. Make it make sense. Because that coming together, that fusion, that you're saying yes and I do to things that you don't even know yet. Because it hasn't happened. You're coming together. And you're beginning this new life. And so, and that's the same even when we come to God, we're saying yes to things that we don't even know are coming yet. But it is that sacrifice, it is that dying to self, it is that altar that we've come to willingly and we have gone to die. So,
2: for me, it made me. Um, you know, sit back and like it's time to see where I'm at in Christ. (laughs) Am I dead yet? Um, what areas you know I need to still, well, of course, be always working on them, but you know, what I mean, like to really see to take a look back. Um, you know, especially I know I don't know about everybody else, but these past since I started school, basically, um, has been really, really busy and hectic. So this is like uh okay you need to really pay attention now um of your, you know the time well for me i ain't get stuff for me the time um your daily time how you've been spending it um have i been really been putting god first or other things um like school and other things um you know the, the daily responsibilities that we all have to do um it's just been like, it's causing me to really reflect, that's all I could say and put like in those words, um, to reflect on, on my life and my commitment to God. Like I like how you used the, the marriage thing, um, and it's the same way we could look at it in our relationship with God. It's causing me to really reflect, to see where I am, not just personally, but also with my relationship with God, too. So that's that's what I got out of that um so thank you
0: Stacy. hey man and yes again that Loki that it's it's always something that whenever I come and present to you lovely ladies, my fellow sisters it is I hope that sometimes there is some of that self-introspection and just like a heart check or whatever you want to call it because that's what it does for me and if I think it's worthy enough to share with you all, then I will. And I did. So I'm, I'm glad Tanya that you, you know, you said you got something from it and it's making you, you know, kind of consider and really think, take time, you know, meditate even if you need to on where you are with your relationship with the Lord. And are there things that, you know, you said in the past, you verbalized, you go, God, I'm going to, I'll give this up. I, I surrender, you know, I'll, I'll, I offer it up to you. I'm placing it on this altar. I'm sacrificing it in your mind, in your heart, wherever, however you did it, whatever was said. But, you know, have there been times that that thing or whatever it is has tried to come roaring back to life? You know, when the priests used to have to do the sacrifices in ancient Israel, I think they had like a, like a hook or something to kind of, because if the animal, I mean, I don't know if the animal, would ever try to actually climb off. I think they were actually slit before they put on, but if there was any reason why the sacrifice shifted and, you know, they would have to take something kind of just hook it back into the middle of the fire where it was the hottest and make sure it was completely consumed because that was what was required. So yes, if there is something that has been put on some altar and it's trying to resurrect itself or trying to say, no, Hey, you know, are you, are you dead yet? Are you dead yet? So Yes that is it hit me um and I said I I got to share this with my sisters but um yes if 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 it's if it's a sobering moment sobering morning um but it's good I think to take that self introspection every so often and we know we're not perfect we understand that and god's grace you know covers us in a lot of areas and the things that we do but there is also a part that we come
1: thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.